All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jackson Burleson, and I got a special guest on today, my boy, Jeremiah. He's going to be uh, helping me talk some UFC and boxing today because I kind of need his assistance a little bit because we got a lot to kind of unpack here as a lot has happened. But first of all, I want to hear your take of the day. What's your what's your take of the day? Because we're doing a new thing here with my podcast. So what's the take of the day that you got? So I think my take of the day, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, my take of the day is quite a controversial one. I believe that Tyson in his prime would beat Ali in his prime any day, any time. It would happen. Uh, okay, I need you to why why that's kind of a. So after just watching Tyson and Muhammad Ali, you know, growing up, I know it's a controversial one, but at the same time, you have to look. Ali was known for his dodging, for his speed, for his movement, for his footwork, and that's important. That's great. But at the same time, Tyson was known for his power, for his just brutal knockouts. And, of course, there is that height difference, but I really think it makes up for his power. And there's only so much you can dodge before you start taking a lot of damage. And I, I don't know. It's just I really feel like Tyson would just maybe not destroy Ali, but if it did go to decision, he would definitely take out Ali. So you think Mike Tyson is knocking out Muhammad Ali? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you, I think that. Okay. I, uh, well, I stand on that hill. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to climb that hill and I'm going to debate because, first of all, Muhammad Ali is very elusive and he is bigger than Tyson, but he does have knockout power too. Yeah, of course. And Ali is just, in my opinion, he's the GOAT. I think he's the greatest boxer to ever live, not just because of what he did in the ring, but outside of the ring sure. with everything he did, like speaking up for like, you know, rights for African-Americans, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But he's a great fighter and he fought a lot of dudes back in the day. And he was he was hard to beat, man. Absolutely. And he fought a really a, a roster of great fighters. Absolutely. But you have to think about it like. But Mike Tyson was crazy. Tyson was brutal. Tyson, <laughs> Mike Tyson was brutal. Is crazy. You would when you when you watch Muhammad Ali, you see how graceful he is when he boxes, and I mean that in the best way possible because it's he just was, beautiful to watch. It, it is honestly. It, it's it's an, you know because at the end of the day, boxing is an art, and it's it's like when I watch um, Brian Ortega jujitsu. It's just it's beautiful, and it's same thing with Muhammad Ali when he's boxing. You know he's very light on his feet. He's very quick. He does dodge. And, you know, everyone's seen that video of him dodging those, what, nine punches? Just left, right, left, right, just dodging it in the corner. And him kind of showboating a little bit. But at the same time, power and punches is what wins the fight. And, and Mike Tyson did fight some guys that were yes, as big as Ali. Absolutely. And he, he knocked him out. Absolutely. <laughs> and Mike Tyson just... He's a, he's a killer. He's a killer. He's, he's a, a killer. killer for sure. He, he, I really just think that any day he would just knock him out. I just, I think, I really think if, if there was that hypothetical fight, right, where we would have these two legends in a ring, I think Ali would, which it wouldn't be one sided at all. It 
But at the same time, I think he would take so many punches that are just those brutal punches that you're used to seeing with Mike Tyson, and it would wear him out. It would it would wind him, and it would lead to a shot that would open up for Tyson to knock out. And that's just what I think. And I know pretty much 99% of the population would disagree with me, but <laughs> really, really just, just looking at Tyson's fights – it's brutal, man. You don't you don't look at Ali and it's like, man, oh, you don't you don't. You Tyson, don't. when he was in the ring, he could literally kill someone. Absolutely, like Absolutely. literally could kill someone. I don't know if I can say that about Ali. Absolutely, I, really, I don't think so. And you know, you could even make the argument that Ali fought way better fighters a lot more times than Tyson did, but it's one of those things where Tyson was just a different breed. He was a natural killer. He was a natural boxer. Do you remember? Um, the fight when he uh, bit uh, the guy's ear off. Yep. He spit his mouthpiece yep. off and he yep. just bit him in the ear. It's brutal, man. <laughs> he had that killer mindset, though. You know, he had, I'm sure he wasn't like, I'm going to kill him and I'm going to bite his no, ear he got, off. He got disqualified for that. Exactly. But that's how much at, at heart this guy wasn't fighting, you know? And so I, I really, that's, that's my stance. And it's going to be hard to convince me otherwise. I'm always open. But. I think he was definitely would be a better fighter than Ali. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be a runaway by either of them. No, it's going to be close because they're they're both all time greats. I mean, I put them top three, both of them top three all time in my opinion on all time boxing list. But it's just so hard to go against Ali with his reach and he still has power and size. But Tyson is he's a he's brutal. I yeah. mean, I don't I don't know like. That's a really close one. It's you could it could go either way. Like well, you can tell you can say cuz okay, so do you think Mike Tyson is the greatest of all time? Is he the greatest boxer you've ever seen? So that's also hard. I'm not saying that he is. Now you know I could say that um but you also have to look at records. You know, you have to look at he has win he has more wins by knockout than Ali does. Yeah. So you have to look at the eras too. Who was fighting in those times, you know? So What does Tyson have? Like forty knockouts? Like fifty fifty wins and like he has like fifty fights, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know I, he has like forty knockouts, something ridiculous. Forty forty or forty three, I think. I I'd have to look at the numbers again. But he you know, I will say that he, he probably is one of the greatest boxers. And you know, there is that It's not even close. He's one of he's Oh, Absolutely yeah. one no, of the greatest. No, but he, I, I, I'm saying that I think he is the greatest boxer. And, you know, maybe that could be a tie with Muhammad Ali, or maybe that could be a, a close second, you know, that Muhammad, Muhammad Ali is in. But at the end of the day, like, those two killers were in a ring. I think Mike Tyson would just end it. And, you know, you could even say the same thing because there's, there's, that, there's almost a stigma where you – it's almost like the Michael Jordan and LeBron James debate better you know and then you you get into the time period you get into the teams you get into who was playing and it's like like different eras but exactly. like boxing like i feel like it's very easy to compare because it's just boxing like it's not like the nba where the game completely changes like boxing you're still trying to go in the ring and knock somebody out like that's your ultimate goal that goal has not changed for any fighter that steps in the ring absolutely and the thing about it is, too, is when you're comparing someone from a different era, 
it can it can be a little gray area. You know what I'm saying? So it can be a little hazy, but at the end of the day, I think he would win hands down. Yeah, that, I I that's a that's a that's a, a hot take. that's not that's a hot take, but that's not a take I've heard before. Like yeah. Mike Tyson is he's he's a killer, but my take is a little interesting. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. I think Charles Oliveira would beat Khabib in his prime. If those two <laughs> fought, I think Charles Oliveira would beat Khabib. Now hear me out, hear me out. I know Khabib is 29 and 0, but name who Khabib has fought besides his last three fights with Poirier, Gaethje, and McGregor. He literally fought no one before fighting Connor. Connor was his big break. Mm-hmm. Literally, that was the biggest fight of his career. That's how Khabib became Khabib. And he, I'm not saying that all the other guys he fought were bad, but but we don't even know who those guys are. Like I was looking at his fight history. Literally, I can't think. I don't know any of those guys. And he's undercards on every single main event. And his first main event was when he won the title. And then he had a McGregor fight. So I don't. I don't really think his resume is that impressive. I mean, he only has 11 submissions, wins by submission. 11 and 0. Not a bad record, but Oliveira has 21 submissions with 3 of them losing. And he's got a 33 and 8 record. And I think Oliveira is a better striker than Khabib. I really do. And as soon as Khabib's wrestling is amazing. We all know he has great wrestling, but is he going to be able to deal with Oliveira's jiu-jitsu on the ground? I don't, I don't think so, personally. I, I think Khabib's going to have a really hard time dealing with Oliveira's jiu-jitsu. And, his stri- and Oliveira's striking is just so much better than Khabib's. When Khabib was fighting Connor, a striker, that's he literally only stood up with him a little bit. And then he took him to the ground most of the time. He's just trying to get him in a position where he has Connor on the ground so he can just start mauling him. I don't think that would work with Oliveira because he moves around more and he knows jiu-jitsu better than Khabib does. And he's a ground fighter as well. It's different, different art, of course, but it's, he's a ground fighter as well. And you know, and I, one thing I love about Oliveira is he it's one of those stories where he did have a slow start. He had a lot of heartbreaks within his career. In the he, lost to, he lost to Max Holloway early in his career. He got knocked out. Exactly. He had one. He, it, was, it, was, it was one of those like heartbreaking moments for him. And you just you kind of see him through his career starting to build up. You see him starting to really kind of blossom into the fighter that he is now. And that's a, that's I think it's a beautiful story in the fight game that we see with him. But and he has forty one fights compared to Khabib's twenty nine. Yeah, absolutely. He's fought way more than Khabib. For sure. I don't really take Oliveira's losses that harsh against him because I mean everyone learns like losing is how you learn. Now, Khabib might have not lost, but who was he fighting before he fought for the title or before he fought McGregor? No one really knew who Khabib was until he fought Connor. Let's let's just be honest here. No one knew who Khabib was until he fought Connor. Mm-hmm. And you you can definitely agree with me on that. I definitely will agree with you on that. But you also have to think, too, he didn't just pick someone off the street and say, hey, let's go fight in a ring or in an octagon. He These were UFC fighters that have proved themselves that were good. Now, maybe people don't know about them, like the household names, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, Oliveira. But at the same time, these were trained fighters. And you have to give that some credit, too. And it's so easy. But Khabib is so boring. 
his his fights like are so boring. But he just is on the boring. Gr- he's on the ground like, but like I just think he would have such a hard time with Oliveira because he, obviously he took Connor down easily because Connor sucks on the ground. He's so bad. We all know Connor has no ground game whatsoever, mm-hmm. and it took him quite a while to beat Connor. Yeah, and that's how I felt when I watched like Gilbert Burns. Like it was. It was a full fight of him just almost laying on him. You know, that's what it seemed like. But that still wins matches. That still yeah. proves that you're dominant over your opponent. And you look, you watch a fight like Khabib where he's constantly wrestling. He's constantly on the ground. It doesn't look like much. It is tiresome. It's I, very I, I tiresome. Know, I know it's tiresome. It's very tiresome. I know it's tiresome, but Oliveira, I believe, is in better condition than Khabib would be. And in both of their primes, I think Oliveira would win. Both their primes, I I really, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you just a little bit because a thirty, what was it, twenty nine and 0? 29 yeah, 29 and zero, record. That is so hard because sure, you're fighting on the ground, you're you're constantly wrestling, you're 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 dominating your opponent through that, but at the same but could, time, but could Oliveira stand up with Khabib? Absolutely. Could could really could, could so. Khabib stand up with with Oliveira? I really think so because you have, I, I don't think you so. have to think how easy is it when you're he, could, co- he couldn't even stand he barely stood up with Connor. He's scared to stand up with Connor. Khabib? Yeah, Khabib was scared to stand Khabib? up with Connor. Yes, Khabib was stand up was scared to stand up to Connor. Like like striking like like stand like just normal punching no wrestling. But he only he only clocked him like one time. That was and then he started though. taking him to the ground because Connor started landing uppercuts that were doing damage. And then you just see Khabib take him to the ground again, which but, means he's in trouble because he can't stand up. Before a wrestler to throw that, what was it, a right a right hand? Yeah, it was a right hand. Yeah. For a I'm wrestler, not, I'm not saying Khabib is a bad striker, but I think Oliver is a a better striker. I mean, you yeah. saw what he did to Gaethje. Yeah, Gaethje is supposedly the one of the best strikers in the UFC. He's, he's got those leg kicks, man. Those are those are crazy. They they are crazy. Those are but, crazy kicks. He doesn't even care almost. But the, just, but they didn't do anything to him. They didn't they literally like and like one thing about like Oliveira is he's very intimidating on the ground. Like he was just like the both times he got knocked down, he literally would just be laying there and Gaethje would be looking over him. Gaethje's not going on the ground. Now I don't think Khabib's gonna do the same thing, obviously. I think he's gonna go to the ground and try to do something, but there's no way. I mean, there's no way that his jiu-jitsu, there's no way Khabib can really do anything with his jiu-jitsu. I just don't really think. So going back to my point where, and I'm going to actually touch on that because that is a valid argument. Um, so Khabib's not a jiu-jitsu guy. No, no, of course he's not. Um, but at the same time, he does know defense. He knows how to defend against it, especially with, and, and, and I'm not saying jiu-jitsu is all groundwork, but a lot of it is. And so for a wrestler to fight against a jiu-jitsu uh, opponent who specializes in that, you have to learn defensive mechanisms. You have to learn how to get out of something. If you're in a rear naked, you have to learn how to get out of that, whether it's with your hands, whether it's how you place your neck. However it may be, however you learn it, you still have to, to, to know it, especially with an opponent coming up. But... You also, going back to Khabib's record, of course that he had three to four maybe big fights, big opponents. But 
you it, it is so easy to slip. It's so easy when you're tired, when you're exhausted, when you just you feel like well, I don't know. When when you when you're just so exhausted beyond that point. It's so easy to to slip your hands down. It's so easy to um to, to give them an open shot. Yet he did it 28 times without losing. That's a record that really speaks for itself. I mean, I'm not saying that's not impressive, but I think Oliveira's record, 38, 33 and eight, is not is not terrible. It's no. not it's not bad at all. But his striking and his jujitsu and Khabib has one thing that's better is wrestling. Yeah, but, but two outweighs one. But here's the question though: Is his wrestling better than Oliveira's jujitsu and striking combined? I I don't think so. No, you don't think so. I don't think so. No way. I mean, you no have way. to you have to give it. He is he is one of the. You know, you Oliveira even, popped Gaethje in his in his fight with Gaethje. He literally popped him. Yeah, but Gaethje's a striker though. But Gaethje's tough, and he's, so he's is Khabib. Very tough. He's very tough. Khabib is tough. Yeah. So I think he would. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard, but I think I think I think Oliveira would win, and it's and it's really gonna. I'm gonna to touch on his next fight because he's fighting Islam Makachev, who which Khabib trains him. Yeah. So I think this is gonna be a really big test to see how good Oliveira actually is. And you know, this could even prove or deny your take. This could kind of show because of course they're always, you know, wrestling <laughs> together, they're rolling together, you know? This could kind of show, okay. But Islam's not Khabib. No, he's not Khabib. But if he loses, but if Oliveira loses to Makachev, then it kind of dismisses my take a little bit. It a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's got he's got to win. I I, th- I think Oliveira is going to win that fight. So so yeah. So let's jump into that. So you think so you think Oliveira is going to win? I think he's going to win by submission. By submission. It's going to the fight's going to go on the ground. I think they're going to strike Absolutely. a little bit, but both of them are fantastic on the ground. Absolutely, and you know, for I think for like people who who maybe don't watch the UFC much, it's going to be kind of a boring fight because I do predict, too, that it's going to be on the ground mostly. But, you know, for, for kind of people like us and, you know, people listening, people watching, it's going to be an interesting fight because you're going to see these two different arts kind of go at it and really clash. And, but I I, I, I do agree, you know, especially after seeing, like, um, uh, Oliveira, you know, submit Poirier. You know, I, I guess he Poirier doesn't. is a striker he is primarily. A striker. The last, the thing I'm gonna say about Oliveira is I'm not dismissing my take about Oliveira being Khabib. That's final, but I his last couple fights have not been against guys who are good on the ground. Poirier is not great on the ground. Neither is Gaethje, but Makachev is good on the ground and he can punch. Mm-hmm. He can punch. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not saying his last fights were discrediting him, but this is definitely a real championship fight. Absolutely, and and you know, um, of course, I, you know every fighter in the UFC touches up on everything, but you know you have these guys that really specialize in something. And I remember whenever I was doing jujitsu, I remember specifically um, I, I was I was rolling around with someone uh, a way bigger guy than me, and I remember him being on top of me. And this was one of my first times ever, you know, really rolling around. I, I still was kind of learning the basics. And I remember him being right on top of me. I was exhausted. I was using every muscle in my in my body 
trying to submit this bigger guy. I knew I wasn't going to, but I was trying. I was, I was just using every every ounce of strength I had left in my body. And he finally, he, he had full mount on me. He actually put his chest on my face and I couldn't breathe. And I started panicking. I had that feeling like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm about to pass out. Like he wasn't even doing it. He was just laying on me. <laughs> he was just laying on me. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to pass out. And I was, was he I like, kind of like, was he like bear hugging you a little bit? He or? wasn't bear hugging me, but he had his hands on the mat and he had his chest right on my face. Being so out of breath, being so tired, being so exhausted, I was just like, wow. Like I, I, And so I remember I started tapping, and I remember my coach, he was like, no, 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 don't get off of him. Do not get off of him. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm tapping. Like, that's the sign to, to get off of me. <laughs> and so he was like, no. Went, your, your coach wants you to pass out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he was like, I was like, I was like, why, why? He was like, no, you need to learn how to control your breathing. You need to learn when you're in these situations how to try to formulate a plan to get out of it. And, of course, all the guys in the UFC, I'm sure, are taught the same thing from day one. But when you have these guys who've been doing it for since they were kids who specialize in jiu-jitsu, you know, they, they, not only do they know how to get out of something, but they know when you're trying to get out of something and what to do in that situation. So it's going to be a really interesting fight when it when it comes to Oliveira and what he's going to do. I really think it's going to be a really interesting fight. Who, who do you think's winning that fight? Man, who are you taking on oh, that? Oh man, um, you know Oliveira. He's I, if he's not peaked yet, he's he's close. Um, so I think I think he, he is going to win it. But I think this is also a fight. Does it go all five rounds? Does it go to decision? Or do you think it's going to end by submission or knockout? Because I personally think it's going to go at least four rounds and it's going to so be too. submission by Oliveira. I think so too. I think it's going to be a tough fight for both of them. Yeah. I, I Especially think. for Makachev because this is the biggest fight of his career. He's never had a fight this big. Absolutely. He's never fought for a title. No. And this is, this is going to be a proving point for him to see if he's got what it takes because Oliveira is really right. He's rising up. He's, he's come from the bottom. He's come from losses that were tough to deal with. And he's really built himself up to be this great fighter. So for him to beat Makachev, sure, you're, you're beating Khabib's, you know, uh, uh, well, Prodigy, what would, what would well, like be? Prodigy or yeah, like, Prodigy or like one of the guys he like trains. Exactly. Like, probably the best guy Khabib trains, to be honest, because he was... I, I, if I can recall correctly, Makachev was in Khabib's corner mm-hmm. during the McGregor fight. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, I, I honestly, something that kind of randomly came up. Do you remember when Khabib jumped over the, the, the fence? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That was legendary. That was nuts. Everyone was talking about how, like, oh, my gosh, this, this is a bad look. I'm like, I was thinking, like, for people who don't watch the UFC, this is even more entertaining. That fight was personal. Oh, absolutely. That McGregor absolutely. McGregor was... He was taking it a little too far, if you ask me. He was talking. Kind of? He was talking about his dad and with the dolly on the oh, bus. Oh, oh, yeah. He threw the he threw the dolly to yep. the bus. I for, oh my, oh, yeah, man, man. I forgot about that. He almost went to jail for that. He did. Yeah, he went he to went, court. He went to court. He went to court for I it. Yeah. He, I thought he wasn't gonna be able to fight. I don't know, man. I was I was really hoping that they would let it slide, you know. But <laughs> I I uh, I'm glad that they, you know. I I think he had to pay a fine or yeah, he, you know, had, he to had to pay, do community. Service. He had to do like community service yeah, or something like that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But that that was a personal that was fight. reckless. But you but you knew in that fight too. It was 
it was personal. And, you know, even like looking back, you can, you know, YouTube it. And I know you've seen it too, but you know, whenever, whenever Khabib's on Connor, he's kind of, you know, doing ground and pounds. He's like, you want to talk now? Oh yeah. You want to talk now? That? Yeah, Let's talk I now. That, yeah. And it's just like, you, you know, and, but I know yeah, he was talking smack to him like while they were fighting. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think Khabib's also like, he's done that in other fights too, but that one know. he had to because yeah. Connor was talking a lot and Connor just came, that was Connor's first fight back in the UFC after he boxed Mayweather. Like, that's insane. Like, how does, oh, yeah. how does Connor go from boxing and then literally. And one thing I'm going to say about Connor, and I know he's going to, he's coming back soon, but like, he literally never defended his title once. He, Which one are we talking about? Because he won two. He won two titles, yeah. zero title defenses. Oh, okay. He beat Jose Aldo. We know what happened there. That was 13-second <laughs> knockout. Quickest. And then Alvarez yeah. is a little bit of a tougher fight, but he yeah. never he didn't defend his title once because he went to go box Mayweather. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of one thing I have on Connors. He never actually defended his title. Well, when you have a guy that brought millions of dollars in revenue for the UFC. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go box Mayweather, you you got to take that because yeah. you're not going to get yeah. that much money in your life. Yeah, and fighting that, in the UFC. That just shows you that that Connor's always he not always, but he's been that he's about the, the poster money. child. He's he's the he's he's the money fight. He's the poster child for for the UFC. And so when when you are in that position, you can pretty much do whatever you want, whether it's throw a dolly, whether it's <laughs> you know just you know of course like of course talking trash is it's part of the game. Twelve whiskey commercials. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and and all the advertising. Yes, so but that's Connor. But I do we do we should on him a little bit more but going back to the uh Oliveira and the uh, Makachev um I really think that for Oliveira there's not much to prove here he's proven a lot so far sure there is a little bit to prove how is there not something to prove he missed his weight and he got the title vacated no he, he, first of all he's got to make his weight this time of if course he, if he doesn't make this weight then I don't what is this what is this fight going to be if he doesn't make his weight this time? Because he can't, he has to make his weight. Yeah. Like, and Oliver's had problems before with weight. His last fight against Gaethje when he weighed in, that's not the first time he's had problems with his weight. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to make weight, especially as a champion. Like you got to be able to make your weight. It's, it's unprofessional and it's, it. And how does he not know when he's stepping on that scale, how much he weighs? Do these guys not weigh themselves on the scale before? Oh, of course. And say, oh, yeah, I'm 155 or I'm 154.5. He came in at like, what did he come in? Like a half pound over 150? Honestly, like, I think it's kind of annoying that like, I get like, you know, you have to be the ex this exact weight, but 0.5 over, that shouldn't be enough to really strip a guy of his title. That, I really don't. He's a, still technically 155. He's just a half pound in 155. You know, that's honestly, you know, you, we don't really... Sure, we can look up videos, but we really don't know the process that it took. But generally speaking, that's what an hour in a sauna suit, you know, running for about. An I mean, they hour? have to cut a tremendous amount of weight because they don't. They gain about ten pounds before the fight. Not if you're Patty, then you, you gain thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patty. Yeah, he he goes from like weighing at like literally like. 150, like, what did he win? Like, what's he weighing? Oh, God, I don't remember. Oh, Because he's a lightweight, so he has to weigh in at, like, 155 at least. 
Yeah. But he he was weighing like what was he weighing like almost two hundred pounds like almost. about a month ago, about a month or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. Eating burgers, McDonald's every day. Like yeah. And then he just randomly comes back, and he's cut. He's yeah, got abs. He, like I need to what, know what he's how doing. Does he, how does he do that? I need to honestly, know what he's like, doing. I honestly don't like. I'm really curious. Like something I've like really been interested in the last couple of months is like like how these guys cut weight like. Cutting weight is not healthy for you. No, absolutely not. And I remember listening to like Justin Gaethje talk about, you know, cutting weight. And he said it's like, he said for him it's not hard, but for some fighters he said it's very difficult because you're used to like, like, I mean, look at Connor when he first started fighting. He was skinny as can be. He looked unhealthy. But you know right after those weigh-ins, he's gaining 10 pounds at least. Yeah. Every fighter does that. Yeah. That's very common. Even Usman does it too. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's very interesting how these guys cut weight and how they stay healthy because it just seems like it's a very unhealthy habit to get into. Cutting 30 pounds, 40 pounds all the time before these fights. Exactly. And, and you, there, there is such a process that goes into it, whether it's like constantly spitting in a bottle. I remember I had a wrestler friend in high school who would just constantly spit in a bottle because he was a wrestler and he would have to make weight. And that was one of his ways of doing it. He would. You can uh, actually lose weight by spitting in a box. A fraction, you know, maybe you. Like, how much weight could he actually lose by just like how much spit would he have to put in a bottle for him to lose? It's a good it's of one weight? of those things where it goes into the decimals, but it kind of matters at the same time. But and and I remember he would always like wear a sweatshirt and sweatpants, and he would go into the showers, and it was one of those showers where the showers were on the wall in the middle it was dry, and so it would all be steamed up, and he just kind of like chilling there for about 15 minutes trying to sweat everything out you can lose a couple pounds in the sauna absolutely. i know you can yeah. absolutely and that was kind of his thought process but um it, it it's one of those things where it's it's not easy it's grueling going through this and you know you're waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m every you're training day and you're, training you're going to be training sparring you know a lot of the guys don't do heavy sparring all the time because heavy sparring is kind of brutal and you don't want to get hurt in camp like i remember um Francis Ngannou, who fought in January, he said he had two torn ACLs in both of his knees, both of his knees and MCLs, and he still fought gone, but he heard it in camp mm -hmm. two weeks before. But he's not just going to not fight. Yeah. Like, he has to defend his title or, you know, Dana doesn't really like Ngannou to begin no, with. So. No, so he had to fight that. <laughs> he had to fight. For sure, but it, it it's definitely a grueling process, and I don't I really don't know how these fighters do it. I really don't because I know that if I was in their position, like I'm not gonna lie, I do get tempted by food sometimes, so it would be a little harder for me. But um, I they mean, have to it, stay disciplined. They have to they eat do. vegan fish food. And they like, do. They have to eat like a very strict diet, like no processed stuff. Like they have like personal chefs and nutritionists that literally help them throughout the entire. They thing. do, and and that makes me. That kind of makes me want to like DM Patty and just be like, "Yo, bro, what's your process?" Like, I gotta, I want to know because I'm trying to cut weight. Quick. I saw, him, I saw him tweet at a um, at a UFC fighter. He was like trying to cut weight, and Patty was like, "Yeah, come over to come over to England, and we can get you right. We can uh, help you cut these thirty pounds. I know how to do it." I'm about, I'm to like, look, yeah. I'm about to look up some plane tickets to London. Let's go, <laughs> yes, sir. About to get right, but um, but yeah. So so going back to the fight um, with Oliveira. And um, with Makachev, um, I'm not saying that Charles Oliveira doesn't have anything to prove, but I think the stakes are bigger for Islam. They're definitely the stakes bigger. are way bigger. 
Because this this is this is an. But this is a big fight for Oliveira too, because he's not a champion coming into this fight. He has to win to get his belt back. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he's the champion, but he's got to go prove that. Exactly. Because he lost his belt due to weight issues, but there's a lot to be really looking forward to, and. Oliver and Makachev, but there's another fight on this card. Let's hear it. Sean O'Malley and Peter Yan. First of all, Sean O'Malley is so talented. He's super talented. I think he's good, okay? I think he's good. I think this is quite early, if you ask me, for him to get a fight like this. Yeah. But let's see what he can do. I mean... In his last fight, he didn't really, really fight because of the fake. Okay, what did you think of the fake eye poke? Because I don't think that eye poke is real. Because he literally had his fingers up, and he didn't even poke his eye in his last fight. From the video I saw, though, I I thought I could see a little bit of an eye poke. Um, I'd have to go back and like watch it again. But from when I watched it, I was like, I could kind of see that. And you know, when you're when you're when you're kind of fighting, sometimes you might just be tired. You're like kind of over exaggerate. Uh, I like in soccer, you know, you kind of exaggerate. But Pedro Munoz posted an Instagram picture with the wrong eye. Oh, he, he, with the wrong eye. I didn't see that. That's you, suspicious. You, you, you didn't see that. No. He posted. He posted a picture with the wrong eye. It, I think I'm pretty sure. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it was the left eye. No, his right eye that got supposedly poked, and then he goes on Instagram and posts his right eye. Which is bad. Come on, it's suspicious. You can't. It's you suspicious. can't. You can't. You, if you're gonna fake it, at least fake it correctly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, and O'Malley was gonna beat this guy. He hit him with a nice right hand at the beginning of the fight, and I was like, okay, O'Malley's gonna knock this guy out because O'Malley's been knocking people out. I mean, you can't deny that he's been on a tear. And yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve this fight against Peter Yan, but Peter Yan is a different animal. He is different. So when it comes to Peter Yan, man, this guy is disciplined. And I believe... And he's so strong. Absolutely. He's so strong. Absolutely. And, and I could be wrong, but I believe he's also been to Thailand and, you know, was really trying to perfect his Muay Thai. Um, I, I could be wrong. I'd have to, like, look again. But I, I'm pretty sure he's done that. And, of course, a lot of fighters do that. But, you know, I, I really think Peter Yan, especially for... Not necessarily how new he is, but for kind of how new he is, he's. I think he's definitely one of the one of the best strikers we're seeing in the game right now, and it's going to be a really big test for because neither of these guys go to the ground. So no, no, it's, it's going to be it's going to be standing gonna, fight. Be, you're, they're going to be throwing punches. It's going to be a right. standing fight all yeah, night. It's going to be awesome all night. It's going to be a great fight, and I've I've been a little critical personally of Sean O'Malley because. Boy, is he entertaining. Don't get me wrong. He's so entertaining to watch. I love it when he like knocks somebody out and then he does like the, little jump the shot. dribble between the legs yeah. and he does a little fadeaway. <laughs> a little jump I shot. I love that celebration. It's so it's so awesome. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good the classic. one. Classic. Yeah. And and you know And the purple hair and like everything he does. He's a character, dude. You know, he's he really is a character. But I think also, I think he is I wouldn't say overrated. I think he's rated the way he is. I think it's it's fine, but I, I mean, don't. He's only ranked like eleven right now. Yeah, in the bantamweight rankings. Yeah, which is not insanely high, but still something. Exactly, and I think too, 
is I could be wrong. And, you know, for his sake, I hope I am. But I don't see him being in being at a higher level. And even if he is on a main card or, you know, like like on like the um, the, the main event, I don't see it being like the biggest fight that we'd see in a while. I don't see him progressing. And I don't know why I think that. But I just how I don't. Is he, how is he not progressing? I, every fight I've watched, he gets better and better. He gets faster with his hands. He gets more powerful, and his kicks get better every single fight. No, and don't get me wrong. He definitely. I'm not saying he's not progressing as a fighter, but as some sort of entertainer, entertainer that to me he's always just kind of like the the bottom of the main card. You know, you know what I'm kind of saying with that. That's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, how I'm yeah. seeing. Yeah, but I think he could be in a main event guy later in his career. Possibly. He's an upcoming star. Possibly. It's taken a long time though for the for for Sean because he's he's been in a lot of I believe main events and and or at least He's the been prelims. on a lot of fight nights. Yeah. But he sure. hasn't been on like a a main pay-per-view card as the main event, but he's getting his chances on the main cards. Now, if he if he beats Peter that is going to make it very this will, interesting. Because he'll definitely get a title fight with Sternling. Ab- absolutely. And this this is really going to be a proving point for both of these guys. This is really going to show, okay, is Peter Jan really one of the greatest strikers that we're seeing right now? Or are we going to see Sean O'Malley beat Peter Jan? And, okay, this guy has what it takes to be you know, in the main event. Or a champion. Or I a mean, champion at that. Yeah, exactly. He's or definitely, if he wins, he's definitely gonna get a title fight honestly this fight like peter yawn if he wins he's gonna get his third fight with Sternling. the I, I don't know that last fight was so tough to watch because Sternling just had him in that leg triangle the entire time yeah and i was not expecting that yeah because Sternling, the way Sternling won the title was kind of like not the greatest way to win a title by disqualification with a high knee mm-hmm. that kind of sucks but that fight validated his championship that was a pretty controversial hiding too wasn't that it was yeah I, I don't i don't know if that was illegal or not i i personally thought it kind of was because he was still like kind of on the ground but like he, it's not like he wasn't moving or anything he was still like kind of in a defensive position but yeah i don't i don't know that was a con- that was really controversial and a lot of people were knocking him for that because he was champion and then he beats peter yon this time and they're like well He's champion. I mean, yeah. What else can you say? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think with this upcoming fight too, it's going to be a lot of proving. I think, and it always is about proving, proving that you're the best at what you're doing, proving that you're a good fighter, that you can stand against these guys. But I, I really don't know how. I think for my predictions with this fight, I really see. Oh, it's a it's a tough one. I see it going to decision. Oh, I really man. do see I, it going I, I, to decision. I, I don't know who I don't know who I'm gonna pick for this one. I, I do see it going to decision. Who are you taking? I, I think I'm gonna take Peter Yon for this one. I think yeah, I, I think I think I'm gonna go with Sugar Sean. You're I, gonna I, go with Sugar? I, think, I think Sugar's gonna okay, win. Okay, Sugar Sean, okay. I think Sugar's gonna win, but it's gonna be a decision. It I don't will think, be a decision. I don't think he's gonna knock out Peter Yon. No. no way. They're they're both they're both no really good strikers. Way. No. Unless unless one of them gets a lucky shot in, you know, one opens up. And and you have to. You think, really never know. You like, don't know. You really don't. It's hard, kind of predicting this. But you know, I I do know. I don't, but what's his reach compared to Peter Jan's? His reach, I honestly, 
I think he has. I think he has a better. Let me look. I got the reach up because right he's now. pretty tall and yeah, he's pretty he's lanky. Got, okay, Sean O'Malley's got a seventy-two inch reach, and Peter Yan's got a sixty-seven inch reach. So he's oh. got a reach advantage. Oh yeah, he does. But they're both switch stance, which I don't know if that really plays a factor. But I mean, O'Malley and Yan have very similar records. I mm-hmm. mean, they both Yan has sixteen wins, O'Malley has fifteen. But the reach, I don't know it, and the height, like. O'Malley is taller. He's about yeah. four inches taller than Peter Yan, too. Yeah. So, like, the reach and the height, is that... Do you think that plays a big difference in this fight? Do you think that really, like, will determine this fight? Because, honestly, I don't think it'll matter for Peter Yan because he's just going to go in there and try to knock him out. But Yeah. Well, from from my experience, I don't, I don't have... I, I can't speak on much experience when it comes to fighting, but I have sparred. I have, you know, in a ring box, not in front of a lot of people, but I have boxed fighters who were taller than me and who did have a higher reach. And it was so much different compared to fighters who were same reach, same height. It was, it, it was, it was, you have to change your game plan a little bit because you can't do what you're used to doing when you're fighting a taller opponent with a high, with a, with a, uh, a bigger reach. You have to, from my experience, what I've learned when it comes to that, you have to try to go inside a little bit. You have to protect yourself, really, because, you know, they, they have a longer shot than you. You have to, you know, you can create some distance, but that's when you have to go in and try to get a couple bodies. You got to be in. a little more safer. You do. You, you do have to play more, it safer. You got to be more precise and more. You got to you got to find your angles a little bit better. You do. You do. You really do. And you have to pick your shots a little bit better. You have to. There, there's a little bit more room for air when you're fighting at a disadvantage, uh, such as shorter reach um but for peter yan though i don't know how it's going to play out i really don't but you also have to think too i feel like sean is very loose in the ring he's very relaxed he reminds me a lot of the way connor used to fight yes in my opinion i thought the same thing yep It, it really it really is similar because he's you know going back to the connor jose aldo fight you know Connor was so he loose. was he was relaxed. Oh, Jose man. Aldo was just kind of he was like he was bouncing back and forth, which he is, was like, oh boy, which is, I'm getting knocked know, out. <laughs> but you could tell he was kind of like he felt the pressure. He did he feel did. the pressure. He did feel the pressure. And Connor was just you know he was just relaxed. And even so, do you think this could play out? I'm not saying it's gonna be a 13 second knockout, but could it play out similarly? I mean, let's say we look at Jan and O'Malley before the fight starts in both of their corners. Do you think that can kind of, you know, like, oh, like he looks like he's kind of feeling the pressure a little bit more, so he's going to have a harder time, or do you think it really matters? I don't really. If, if, if anyone feels the pressure, I think it's going to be more Sean. I think Sean will feel the pressure a lot more. Because this is the biggest fight of his career. It is the biggest Not fight. Not even close. It is the biggest fight. I think, and I, of course, Peter's going to feel pressure too, but I feel like Sean's going to really feel the pressure. And Peter's um, used to it. Absolutely, absolutely, and you you also have to think too. Sean does, but you know, a lot of times we see him, you know, with his guard down. You know, he's kind of he's he's kind of like Connor, where he doesn't he only keeps his guard up when he's you know when a punch is coming. He kind of keeps his guard down, and I th- I think Peter's more of a, a defensive fighter, where he's kind of has his hands up a little bit more than he does. And um, I think you know if if he does use that game plan where he's not really having his hands up. I, I think I can be a dangerous situation. But, of course, I don't see that 
happening much in this fight because I think Sean O'Malley knows who he's going up against. He, you know, these guys watch film of all these guys. They watch these fights. They don't go into it blindly. So he's going to, he's going to anticipate a little bit more of what's going to happen, but it's one of those fights. You're just not, you, you don't know. Yeah, you don't you know. Really, it's it's fun really to speculate, don't. but you just don't know. Yeah. It's, that's going to, that, that fight's going to be crazy. It's going to be I, a good I, fight. I, I can't, I can't wait for that fight. It's going to be a good fight. The last card with Julia Pena and Amanda Nunes, that yeah. fight was, that fight was crazy. That, that did you was a good see? Fight. I don't know if you saw this, but did you see Julia Pena was missing like part of her forehead? Like, yeah, did she had to like go to the hospital or like have emergency surgery done? Yeah, I was work. I think I believe I was working that night, but um, I did watch the highlights a little bit. Um, it's a little hazy, but I tell you what, that was from what I watched. That was such a good fight, and that was such. Nunez is a. Nunez is, is a beast, but she had something to prove there. She got beat, yeah, really you know. She she yeah, was she, she was beat. hungry for it, you know, because she was she's always been a dominant fighter. Um, I kind of see her as like a rose, you know, because they're both dominant fighters. But uh, but Nunez was hungry for this, you know, because you know she was just kind of like at the top of her game, and I I almost want to compare it similar to like a Rousey situation because Ronda Rousey was she was at the top of her game and then she got beat. And she just fell off. You know, she really. She never really came back. She never back. really came back to who she was, where Nunez, she kind of did. You know, she proved to her opponent, to the fans, to Dana, and, and Pena to the world. Is not a not a cakewalk. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. And, and maybe on that first fight, she kind of anticipated her to be a cakewalk. She anticipated her to. I don't think she prepared as much as she did this last fight, no, though. No, no. She was way more. She was way more ready this time around. Absolutely. I feel like. Absolutely. And and you know, even too, I want to say while any loss is hard, I don't think she took it as hard as someone like Ronda Rousey did when she lost. Ronda took it tough, man. She took it tough. Yeah, she took it tough. She went to the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that says something. Yeah, that's that bad. As that... soon as she wasn't getting the UFC, she said, oh, I'm going to sign a contract with WWE because I'm Ronda Rousey. I'm going to make millions. Yeah, once you go to the WWE, it's kind of a downfall from there. <laughs> you, it's, it's, it's a slippery you're, you're slope. You're fighting uh, in uh, fake staged yeah. fights. Yeah, you're, you're tag team with Rey Mysterio. You know, <laughs> like... It's six one nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. You I, gotta see guys like the Miz. <laughs> whoo, is he still around? He is still around. He just, he actually just fought Logan Paul, and uh, that's what. Okay, yeah, he just fought Logan Paul. Logan Paul like jumped on him through a table. That that looked like <laughs> that actually like for as fake as those fights are that. Logan Paul looked like he kind of it looked like he kind of hurt when he jumped on the table. I'm not gonna lie, he kind of he kind of hit his leg kind of funny. I, I bet. was like, Ugh, that yeah, looked like it hurt a little bit. A little tough. <laughs> I remember watching that as a kid, man. I I I I ate that stuff up. It it, it was so. I dead. thought it was real when I was first I watching too. it. I it, was so into it. I was like, oh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I was like, this this is cool. This, like, this, this is, this is yeah. awesome. Like they're slamming people through tables, hitting people with chairs. I'm like, this is real. And then. You get a very hard. Someone tells you, "Oh, it's not real," and you're just like, "It's like saying no Santa way. Claus isn't real, bro." It affected me worse <laughs> than Santa Claus, dude. I I knew Santa may there, there's that possibility, but WWE, I was like, "No, man, that's my." No, that, that looked real. It's on national television, but now it's like it's a theater, basically. Exactly, it is. I haven't really watched it, but at the same time, I feel like it's like a lot more cartoony. 
Okay, so I brought up a Paul brother. Now I'm going to bring up a Paul oh. brother. So Jake Paul had his second opponent pull out of his fight. So, <laughs> so tell us about that. So, so what, what exactly happened? Okay, so basically the guy he was fighting, Haseem Raham Jr., he is the son of the former heavyweight champion, Haseem Rama. Yeah. And the fight was supposed to be, both guys were supposed to weigh in at 205. Okay. But Haseem and it was like some like New York, like it was like New York athletic officials. They were kind of like monitoring his weight cuts because he was weighing like 245, 250. And they were like, okay, you're not cutting weight. And then he started kind of cutting weight drastically. And then randomly, his team tells Jake Paul's team, hey, Rahman has to fight at 215. He can't fight at 205. And Jake fights at 190. You're telling me that Jake Paul is going to fight at 215? And his team said, nope, we're not fighting at 215. 205 is the weight. And if he can't make it, then he's going to have to pull out. And Rahman pulled out. That's understandable. But, like, still, like, he's a professional boxer, quote-unquote. And then Tommy Fury's a professional boxer. Tommy Fury's a little bit of a different story because yeah. his family can't even get into the country. But, like, if Jake Paul wants to fight him that bad, go to the U.K. and fight him. Yeah. Why don't you go to the United Kingdom and fight him? If you want to fight him that bad, go to the United Kingdom. I think there's more behind it, though, than just, like, wanting to fight him. I think, I think it's a little bit harder to just go to another country, set up. Now, it is Jake Paul. Of course, he can kind of. There's there's a lot of things he can kind of do, but I think he's not like tied in with any like. He's not tied in with WDBC. He kind of is on his own. Exactly, really. exactly. He's he's literally. I want to say almost a self promote like promoter. He's a self promoter. He's MVP promotions is his promotion. He's just he's kind of doing it at all, you know. Um, whereas a lot of these boxers, they have teams, they have management, they have coaches. They, well, I mean, he's got he's got team. He's yeah. got a team, but yeah. It's not like, you know, the UFC where they promote your fights. Exactly. For you. Yeah, exactly. He has to do it. Exactly. Which is a little bit different. Even though he like well, Showtime kind of helps him out cuz he has to promote. Showtime signed him on, but Showtime helps in promotion, but I mean, I it's just so frustrating. I was really looking forward to seeing Jake fight an actual boxer. I know. I was too. And you know, I just it's 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 unfortunate, but it's Jake Paul. We're going to see more of him. But I do have a question. So, so going back three years, what was what was your views on Jake Paul as a new boxer compared to now? Has things changed? And what did you what are your overall thoughts on? Well, that? first of all, I thought he was fighting guys that weren't as good at as him. First of all, you look at the. Are you yeah. are you saying that Ben Askren's not as good as him? Look at Ben Askren <laughs> in that fight. Did you see Ben Askren in that fight? He looked so fat. It's, he looked so out of shape. It wasn't even funny. He looked like he didn't even train a single day for that fight. He did have Literally a muffin top. He looked pretty bad. Yeah, he did have a muffin top. He looked pretty bad. It was. You can admit. Yeah. And not going to lie, when I first saw that knockout, I thought it was fake. Yeah. But Askren literally was... Come on, he's been Askren. I mean, he got kneed in the face by Masvidal in three seconds. <laughs> I mean, come on. He, like, did, he did have that mean spinning back fist that one yeah, fight. Yeah, he missed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben Askren, first of all, he's a joke. I don't even count him as an opponent. Okay. Nate Robinson, he's a basketball player. I mean, Jake Paul just embarrassed him. Okay. And But 
Tyron Woodley. That was a fight. That was a fighter. That was a fight. Yeah. And the first fight went to decision, and I was at the second fight. Yeah. And that was real. I don't care. People say, oh, he turned his right hand or he dropped it on purpose. No. Jake was faking a jab, and he was coming over with that overhand right and just clocked it. That was a clean hit, That was the most brutal knockout I've ever seen in my life. I remember being there. I couldn't stop screaming. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not even. I wasn't even a huge Jake Paul fan. I was just going because he was fighting Tommy Fury. Because I bought tickets because he's supposed to fight a boxer. Yeah. But we all know what happened. He pulled out because he had a. Oh yeah. The funny thing about that, when Fury pulled out of that fight, Tyson Fury was saying, "Oh yeah, Tommy will fight sick. Tommy will fight with broken ribs." And guess what? He pulled out of the fight because of broken ribs. So yeah. you can't say all that stuff. And really, I feel like that's discrediting Jake a little bit because. He is big, and he can punch. He may not be the best technical fighter we've ever seen, but he has power. He can knock people out. And I think a fight that's very interesting that I really wanted to see happen, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva has been boxing for the past two years, and I think that would be a very interesting fight. I I think that would be very interesting if Silva and Paul got in the ring. I don't think it would be. I think it would. I think I think, I think the spider would, would give him a run. I think it would sell, but also Anderson Silva, he's he's climbing up there. You know, but he he's lost been boxing to, for the last two years. Yeah, but he's been. You know, I remember his like. I don't know. I just I don't I don't see. He was a beast in the UFC. But boxing, one of the best middleweight champions we've ever seen. Boxing is such a. It's different. It's different. It's different. Look at look at Connor, one of the best strikers at his time. But he went ten rounds with one of the greatest defensive boxers ever. The greatest defensive boxer ever. He did. He did. But at the same time, it wasn't his game. You know, because because I, I feel like I feel like in a like in a fight, in a fight fight, we're not even talking in an octagon or in a ring. In a fight fight, Connor would maul Mayweather. Yeah, not even a question. But it's a different game, and, and the same thing with the UFC. If they if they were in an octagon, no chance. It go it go one or two <laughs> yeah, rounds. Mayweather's career would it'd be, go one or two rounds. No, it wouldn't even go ten seconds. Yeah, Mayweather would literally be on the ground unconscious. Exactly, because you can do whatever you want in the UFC. Exactly, and these these fighters, when you're thinking about it, when when they they've been taught so long, when um when you're kind of getting pummeled, get a takedown in. You know, go to the ground. You can't boxing. It's strict punches. Boxing is the only game of punches. And I, I, and Anderson Silva's he's getting older. He, he is. He, doesn't he have is older. Him. Yes, but to be fair, Jake did fight Tyron Woodley, who was what, he was 39, 40 years old. He's fighting retired UFC guys, but Silva's a little bit different because Woodley had never boxed in his life. That, that like literally his first fight against Jake Paul was his first ever time boxing. And Silva has experienced boxing for the last two years. So I think it'd be a little bit different. And I think Silva would be a little more prepared than Woodley, in my opinion. And it, it that fight would sell in an instant. It would sell. It would sell. I just I don't I, I see it going to decision, but I see Jake Paul winning that. But but going back I think Paul would knock him out. You think so? I think he would knock him <laughs> okay, out. Okay, that's a hot take. I, I think he would knock him <laughs> okay, out. Okay, okay. Well, so 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 what what I'm hearing is you you've correct me if I'm wrong, but before you saw Jake Paul as another I thought wannabe. he was a, I thought he was a joke. 
Oh yeah, when he, when he first when he first started, and then he knocked out every single guy he's fought. And expect, honestly, I didn't really start taking him seriously until his last fight against Woodley, because he just literally put him in a bed. Absolutely. I mean, he he put the blankets over him and he said, "Good night." Like yeah. he literally, I've never like he didn't he didn't get up for a pretty long time, and he had no idea where he was. That was so impressive. Mm-hmm. Like. No one can deny that was not impressive at all. No. I mean, that was insane. I did not see that coming. And I think it's, I think it's, I don't, I don't that know. That was a there. boring fight before that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. When it was a decision. Horrible. Yeah, it wasn't a good fight. But I think also people need to understand that Jake Paul is really hitting his rhythm and he's really starting to to bloom and to blossom into this fighter because, and it's easy to think that this guy's a joke because all of his life it seemed like gimmick he's a disney character exactly disney kid <laughs> disney kid disney kid disney kid he's on disney channel doing the little wand thing yeah exactly like, what like, like five six years ago he's always it, it seems like everything he's done whether it was youtube whether it was tiktok whether it was um uh what else did he do uh he did something else but it, it was almost always a gimmick it, it didn't seem legit it was like oh i'm gonna Break this guy, or I'm gonna confront this guy. It was just, it was annoying. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. what is this kid? But I think that's what people kind of came into it with. But it's, it's. I think it's time for people to understand that he takes the sport so serious. Exactly. exactly. Like he trains, like nonstop. I mean, he has a former NFL trainer training him, like with conditioning and strength, and he's got his own boxing coaches. Yep. I mean, he's, and he's training in Puerto Rico. He's got his own facility. He takes it so serious, and I never really anticipated him getting this far at all. I didn't think he could beat a UFC fighter. No, no, no way. Whenever I did hear about Tyron Woodley, you know, I was like, "Oh, that's this is going to be different." Yeah, it's a little different. He's dangerous. Tyron yeah. Woodley is one of the best. He's one of the best champions we've ever seen. I mean, he knocked out Robbie Lawler. Yeah, cold. Yeah. Robbie was <laughs> an animal too. And you Rob, know? we know how good he is. Yeah. And I, I, and for the especially for the second fight, that knockout, man, that was that was a right hook, wasn't it? That was yeah, that was an overhand right. Yeah, it, man, it was just it was brutal. It was brutal, and it's I think that I think people started to realize, okay, this isn't a fluke anymore. This, of course, we still have to see how he does with real boxers who've been training for all their lives. That's where we're really going to be able to waiting judge. on. That's, that's what we're, we're really going to see. The, that's going to be the ultimate test. If he can beat a boxer, then everything he says, he can kind of back up. Because yeah. he says he wants to be world champion. And he wants to fight, first of all, Canelo. Which, that fight doesn't make sense, first of all. Because Jake is way bigger than Canelo. Yeah. You saw Canelo fight a guy bigger than him. Yeah. Demetria Bible was way bigger than Canelo. And he lost. Mm-hmm. He lost. I want to touch on Canelo. For a second, yeah, yeah let's, let's go to Canelo. Canelo. This next fight, he has a lot to prove, in my opinion, okay. because he just lost. And like Floyd Mayweather saying was saying, he was a joke before he lost, and he was easy. He was he was light work, whatever. And people were comparing. People were saying, "Oh, Canelo could beat Floyd Mayweather in both of their primes," but they already fought, mm-hmm. and Mayweather beat him. Yeah, and this will be the third fight, the the third or the second fight against. It's, it's the third. It's the third, third fight. Third fight. It's the third fight. He's um, 
The guy he's fighting, he's got quite a record here. Let's hear it. it was a, it's a, what is it? How do you pronounce it? Jinnide Jolofikin. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but he is 42 and 1. 37 wins by knockout. Not... Not a not a not a cakewalk, Canelo. No. And th- this is the thing: like people, I used to think before that Canelo was taking easy fights, but I mean, this the thing is that these guys are just not as well known. Like, yeah, you only know Canelo. The boxing, no one really ta- pays attention to boxing, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of hard to follow. But this guy's not a bum. He he he's no bum at all. No. I mean, he he was a, he's a former super, he's a former super middleweight title holder. I mean, he he's not he's not a bum at all. No, it's going to be a very good fight. It's going to be a very. I, good I, fight. I'm really interested because I don't know what Canelo is going to do because he's coming off a pretty bad loss. It wasn't terrible. He didn't get knocked out or anything, but it was still pretty embarrassing if you ask me. Yeah, because he thought he could go in and fight a guy that was way bigger than him. And it just didn't, didn't work. It just out. didn't pan out. No, it really didn't pan out. And I'm not saying I was. I was really shocked to see Canelo lose because he came into that fight minus 500 as as the favorite. Yeah, that's really crazy odds. Exactly. That's like you almost can't lose, and he lost. Yeah. But I, I'm really curious to see how he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to be very determined. But I'm really curious to see what he's going to do. Yeah, and I think I think Canelo's very he's very naturally gifted, you know. Um is he is he top five? No. Is he top ten? I no, still wouldn't put him no as top way. ten. No way. Um but you know I think he still has potential for growth, but I think he he has already peaked. So unless, He's not getting any better. Unless we see what this fight is gonna hold, we're just we're going to see how it pans out, really. Um, but, you know, since we're still on the topic of boxing, I do have a question. And I, I want to hear what your thoughts are on this. So we see a lot of these YouTubers starting to beef with each other. Like, hey, let's bring it to a ring. Sell millions of dollars with the pay-per-view. Who, like KSI? KSI. Uh, what was that one guy? Uh, Caleb, uh, what was it? Or um, Bryce Hall. Or, Bryce Hall. Um, and who, who did Bryce Hall fight? I don't know. I don't really keep up with the. I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Or... Um, he was. He has like a family vlog YouTube channel or something. Um, but what do you? What are your thoughts on these guys who aren't boxers who make YouTube content for a living? Step into a ring. Do you think it's a good impact on boxing, or do you think it's a bad impact on boxing? I mean, it depends how you look at it. If you look at it from Jake Paul's perspective, he used to be one of those guys, and now he's like on ESPN being interviewed by Stephen A. Yeah. So, but, I mean, those other guys, I mean, they're, I don't know. It's just it's just hard to sell those fights. Like, it's hard to sell a Bryce Hall versus KSI fight, especially for the boxing community because they're not into TikTokers or YouTubers, no. most of them. And the ones that want to watch this are really not old enough to buy it or don't have the money to buy no, it. No, no. And, like, the thing about Jake is, like, he – he did fight Nate Robinson, but Mike Tyson was he was on the undercard of Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Mm-hmm. So that fight sold because Mike Tyson's on the card. I mean, yeah. no everyone's going to buy a Mike Tyson. I know I fight. would after my yeah, hot take. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean for crying out loud, I bought the card. Yeah. But that was because Mike Tyson was on the card. Yeah. But after Jake Paul has kind of been his own show, 
we've seen him be able to sell on his own. Yeah. Which is very important. And I just don't think those YouTubers can sell pay-per-views. Like they think, like I, I've heard Jake talk about this. He's t- He said that like followers don't translate into pay-per-view buys. Yeah. Like you can have 10 million followers on Instagram and think, oh, I'm going to sell 5 million pay-per-views. That's not how it works. Like, at all it doesn't the numbers don't translate like you think it would yeah exactly and i think too a lot of these these youtubers are not looking for a boxing career out of this they're just looking to squash a beef yeah that's all they're really looking for and and you know like i said a lot of the demographic that wants to watch this either can't or can't afford it so you know a part of me says this brings more attention to boxing this brings a wider net of people but this also kind of brings bad publicity in a way because these are kind of trash fights. They don't sell. And a lot of the demographics that watch boxing don't really know these guys that well. But these fights probably sell more than a PBC fight that no one would even know. It's true. To be honest. That's true. I mean, I've seen, I've like turned on like a random channel and there'll be like a PBC boxing match going on. I don't know who any of those guys are. Like, I don't know if it's if I don't pay attention to like you know lower guys in boxing or not. Because I I'm honestly more of a UFC guy. I just yeah, like kind of pay attention to like you know the big names in boxing and really follow them. But mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like the UFC promotes better. It does. In it my does. opinion. Yeah. And Dana and there's White. There's real beef. Yeah. Dana White. He's is a, he's the, a G. He's the goat. Yeah. I mean, he puts the best against the best. Yeah. And he's very good at doing that. And, like, he did... Okay, so I'm going to touch on a crossover with okay. boxing here and yeah. UFC. So I've heard Kamara Usman talk about he wants to fight Canelo. Oh. On the, he was on the Full Send podcast, and he said he wanted to fight Canelo. Okay. Because Canelo was calling him out. Okay. So what do, you think, what do you think about that? Canelo oh, wow. and Usman in the, in the ring. Um, for everything that I talked about Canelo, I think Canelo would beat him. Uh, but Kamara, man, Kamara, he's, 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 he is an animal. He's, he's, he's an animal. He's Do you insane. remember that knockout with Mazadov? Oh my. Woo. He literally land, Mazadov literally landed on His head literally landed on his shoulder and then he, he was asleep mid fall, mid fall. That was a nasty That was the knockout. nastiest. I don't know. That might've been the nastiest knockout I've ever seen. I think it <laughs> that and one of Naganu's, but. It and was Mazadal's knee to ask yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was insane. That was crazy. But like Usman is the real deal. He is. He is. And he's fighting Leon Edwards for the second time at UFC 278, which I think is a very interesting fight because Leon Edwards has gotten better yeah. since their last fight. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. But Usman is a dominant champion. Mm-hmm. Dominant champion. Just like Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya, he may not be the most exciting fighter in the ring, but what he does outside the ring, like you saw when he was carrying the urine out in the entrance. Yes, that, that was, was legendary. That, that was, was awesome. legendary. That was so legendary. And I, it, it, another WWE you know, reference, of course. But, um, and you know, I really loved um, when Brian Ortega and um, Volk, Fought against each other. Brian Ortega's walkout with the purge masks on. Oh yeah, that was intimidating. Yeah. I'd start, I'd start like yeah, shaking was, a little bit if I was pretty Volk. Nuts. That was pretty nuts. Um, but um, and I don't, I don't mean to, to, to jump and bounce. Oh, to stay on this topic, um, this would be a great fight to watch. 
Kamar Usman is such a talented fighter, such power, such speed. Um, He's coming off a hand injury. He broke. He broke his hand in his last fight against Covington. He said he didn't throw his right hand at all. Yeah, because he broke it. And when he got in the ring with Covington, that was the first time he threw his right hand in like two weeks. Yeah, and he. I think he's gonna be back, but I think his hand should be fine. I mean, oh yeah, I think so too. I think so too. That that'd be a really great fight, though. Um, but since we did talk about Volk, I honestly think that Volkanovski is is one of the most underrated fighters in the game. He's he, talking about going up and and weight and fighting for another belt because yeah. there's, he's kind of cleaned out the featherweight division. Yeah, Holloway was the last guy he really could fight that was gonna give him a challenge. He has. And I feel like every single time a card is announced with him, everyone's like, oh, the other guy's winning. He's you know? so good. He's, he's so well conditioned. So and he's so precise with what he does. He just he takes his time. He's patient. And he's just in great shape. Like, he doesn't get tired. Like, literally, he was mauling Holloway. I mean, he literally, Holloway had, like, a very bad cut on his eyebrow. Holloway's a great boxer. Ble- Holloway's a tough dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's... He's not a joke. No. And Volk just made him look pretty silly. Exactly. And then the same thing with T-City. T-City is crazy great for his jiu-jitsu. Not once, but twice did he get out of T-City's submissions in the same round within the same minute. (laughs) How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Volk is such a great fighter that people underestimate him so much. I want to see Volk fight Oliveira. That would be a I good fight. Him, I want to see him fight for that title. That would be a great fight. We need to talk to Dana whenever we can. And just like, <laughs> yo, Dana. No, Dana, if you're listening, you have to make that fight. Please. If, if Oliver wins because I think Volk would give him a real challenge. Not going to lie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Volk is such And he only an has to move up 10 pounds. That's uh, it. Yeah, that's it. It's He's such an animal. I, I really... I don't. I, I think he's still growing. I really he's do. Get, he gets better every time. Absolutely. Like he beat Holloway three times, and then he like in his first two fights with Holloway, he didn't look as good as he did in the third fight. I mean, he just looked like he was so much better conditioned, and he just looked like, you know, he's he's very elusive too. He dodges a lot of punches. He really does, and he's he has a lot of power too. That's what I that's what I really like about him. And he's not, you know, he doesn't have reach. He's not the tallest guy. But he has heart. He, exactly. He really he has heart. And he leaves it all in the octagon. And he's really not even flashy. No. You know, you look at um, you look at Connor. Of course, Connor's a great fighter, but Connor's also a great trash talker, and that's what brings a lot of people in. The same thing with um, uh, oh, the Nate Fa- Diaz Usman. is a crazy trash talker. Yeah, Nate, Nate Diaz. Diaz, and then uh, Colby, <laughs> Colby Covington. He's you know, so funny. He's funny, but but that's what attracts a lot of these people in is because of their trash talking. Volk does none of that. He's not flashy. He's not. He's just like I'm going to smash. He's yeah, like Khabib. Exactly. <laughs> he he just goes in and he fights, and that's what gets people's attention. And for that, that's a hard thing to do. That's something that Colby Covington tried to do, couldn't, and then decided to take on this persona of a douchebag. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do. So man, I just I think people really underestimate him. But and Nate Diaz is getting his last fight. Yes. He's getting his yes. last fight, and he's, since you brought up trash talking, we Woo. know him and Connor with yep. his fights. Did you see him slap that reporter at the... Yep, that, the full sand reporter? <laughs> yeah. Yep, I did see that. I did see that. 
<laughs> man, they, he's just allowed to do whatever he wants. Absolutely, honestly. absolutely. Like Dana yeah. just like gives him the green light to do whatever he wants. Doesn't care. <laughs> he's like, yep, you're Nate Diaz. You can do whatever you want. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. But you know, with this with this Diaz fight coming up, is this his last fight in the UFC? I think so. I really do. I really think so. Um, he's it's kind of sad, honestly, to see him kind of close his career out. Yeah, um, and and he, of course he's most notable for his chin. He, yeah, he he can he's tough. He'll, he'll take he'll take, he can take every shot. Punch. Take every shot, and uh, it looks like he can too. Looking at his face, <laughs> you know that was rude. But um, he's like the gangster of the UFC or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just I, I think this is his last fight, and I think how does he do against Chimaev? Because Chimaev came off a crazy fight against Gilbert Burns. That fight was cr- that fight was wild. That think, was crazy. I think he's going to lose. I do. Nate Diaz. You think Nate Diaz is going to lose? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with you on that, but I think he's going to be tough, and I don't think he's yeah, going to. I don't gonna think he's going to get knocked out. He's going to be tough, but I think he's going to be winded as well. I think. I think Nate Diaz is. He's you know he's definitely climbing up in age, and you know I just I don't see him winning this fight. He hasn't had a win in like a thousand days. No. Yeah, no. that like he that it's been such a long time. Like he has like one of the longest streaks for losing ever. Like he hasn't won a fight in over three, four years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just and Kamzat Chimaev is on the rise. I mean, yeah. he is different. Exactly, Chimaev. He he has. I don't know, man. He I think he's just gonna out wrestle. He's gonna outstrike Diaz. He kind of disappointed me in his last fight, though, against Burns. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he performed as well as everyone thought he was going. He to. He didn't peak on his like performance. Yeah, I and that was that was a fight that I had to watch the highlights on too. Um, and so just like he's eleven and zero. He's not lost yet, and. Nate Diaz has 13 losses, you know, not trying to bring up records Yeah, he's got here. 20. I mean, Nate Diaz's record is not good at all. No, I don't. no. I, I really, I don't, I don't, of course this is a main event because it's Nate Diaz, but I don't, I don't seeing it as good as a fight as we've talked about already. You know, I, I no. you know, I if I had no. to pick two, I would rather watch the Sean O'Malley fight than this fight. Yeah, absolutely. But th- it'll be interesting because I haven't, no one's seen Diaz fight in, while they haven't seen him fight in quite a minute yeah exactly exactly so i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i guess but it's it's not something that i'm going to really like i'm not gonna be like call oh, I, have to, I have to watch that. i'm gonna call off work you know i'm, or not, I'm not i'm definitely not buying the pay-per-view no, no way no that that's the next day highlight type of fight you know um so but that's just my stance. I mean, I'm sure some people are, you know, huge, you know, Nate Diaz fans. Chimaev's a huge favorite. Chimaev. He's minus 1,000. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty big, that's pretty big. That is, that is for sure. Diaz is a huge underdog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that even says something. For such a veteran as Nate Diaz is. How is he that much of an underdog? I don't know. That, I mean, Nate Diaz can still fight. He can, but that just proves the point of this fight. Is it going to be as good as we thought it's going to be? You know, I mean, you never know. Nate Diaz surprises us all the time. Yeah, he always brings in the best fight possible. He does. He I mean, does. He always is. 
slapping people in the face and then flipping them off. And then <laughs> <Yes. fighting. laughs> he is a gangster, man. He's a gangster. I remember watching his uh, a lot of his footage off of um, tough. Was it tough enough or was it what was the the uh, the show that they had for fighters? Uh, uh, Ultimate, oh, Fighter. Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, watching yeah. his, and he was he's he's entertaining. Yeah, he's, he's funny. Very entertaining. He's funny. He is. He is. So. Especially was, I, I actually saw him when I was at the uh, Jake Paul fight. Yeah. In December, I actually saw him there. He like he, he like walked by him. Yeah, he, he's he's a little tiny dude though. I is mean, he really? Yeah, but he looks like he's just looking for looking for something. To, yeah, he's like that guy <laughs> that just like goes on the street and like looks for, looks to he find just looks people angry. to beat up. He just looks angry all the time. Like, yeah. I don't know what, and I don't know why he slapped that reporter. Like, I really don't. The questioning wasn't even that, like. No, it wasn't much, even offensive. No. Like, no. What, what, like, what was the question? He was like, something along, like, he was like asking him about his like next fight, or I can't remember exactly what the question was. It wasn't even something like outlandish no. or crazy. Like, no. Like, if it was something outlandish, or crazy, I'd be able to remember it. But yeah, he slaps him across the face, and no security guard takes him out or anything. And he's like, okay, let's go. Party more, and I'm like, yeah. no one's gonna escort this guy out of the arena. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I think this is gonna be his last fight. I really do. I really do. This but, has been a crazy pod. Um, there is so much to unpack. There is. Um, is there anything else we should talk about before we close this out here? Absolutely, we should talk about one more thing. Oh, Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty and possible <laughs> Conor McGregor fight. Okay, okay. So Conor here. Who is he gonna fight, Patty? I think that's I think Patty. It's it's speculation, but that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. That's what I've seen. That's what I've read. I think, and also I think he's a very good top contender because Connor coming back off. He needs a tune-up fight. He does. He, can't, he does. He can't go fight Kamar Usman like he said he wants to, which is absurd, by the way. He does. If he yeah. thinks he can beat him. No. He's out of his mind. No shot. He has beefed <laughs> up though. He has beefed up. He's big. He, oh, oh yeah. But is he hungry though? I I think I think so. But I tell you what, if if this fight does happen and Patty the Batty does beat him, it's it. I think I think it's the end. Think I think it's, it's, the, end think it's the end of Conor McGregor. I think so because you don't want to keep fighting when you've had such a high. You don't want to keep fighting until you really hit that low. You really don't. He had such a low against Poirier. That was the lowest I've ever he seen. He did, him. but that wasn't his fault either. Are no. you talking about which way? Which fight broke, are you talking about? When he broke about? his leg. So the third fight. Yeah. That wasn't his fault, though. You know. Um, he was getting mauled anyways. He was, and I was really, I, I really saw, if, if he, stuttering, if he, didn't break, if he didn't break his leg, I do see Poirier winning that fight. But, you know, I'm sure Connor's been, you know, he's been beefing up. He's been doing, you know, physical therapy. I'm sure he's been training a lot, the too. The problem with Connor is he just started kicking the back. Yeah. Just started kicking the back. Yeah. And it's been almost over a year yeah. since he broke his leg. So I'm a little worried on how he's going to be able to come back at 100% because he just started kicking the back. Yeah. I don't think he's going to fight this year. I don't know. I really – yeah, it's, it's, it's getting – Getting close to the end of the year. I don't see it either. I do see it next year. Next I think year. he's going to fight, but I don't think he's going to fight this year. But just think about how big of a fight for Patty this is. That'd this is huge. such a huge fight for him. This is, I think it, it would be the biggest fight of the year. Due to Conor McGregor being on the card, but like for Patty, everyone 
He's getting a lot of attention too. He is. He is, but he's not he's not peak level. He's not he's no I don't he's even think hungry. he's nowhere near. Exactly. He's hungry. And he's got the he's got a lot of energy too. Exactly. See him teabagging after he uh yep. over his opponent after he submitted that. him. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. It <laughs> bro, he's so funny. He's so entertaining. He is funny. Even fighting, like when he fights, it's so fun to watch him fight. He's so good. He's so energetic. So technical. He's, exactly. Exactly. And I don't. I, I really. I really hope this fight happens. I think. I really do think if Connor loses, this will be the it. This will be it. But I, if if Connor does win this, is he going to fight for a title? I, I hope not. If I wins. hope not. Well, Dana keeps saying he's going to. I hope give him not. A title fight. <laughs> what sense would that make? Like, because it is sell pay per views. That's know, all he cares about. But at the same time, that doesn't make sense. You have all these other guys. I don't think it does either. But it's Conor McGregor. It is. It Give is. him what he wants. It is. You know, you want <laughs> to let him get mauled in the octagon. <laughs> well, I feel like Conor McGregor's single-handedly doubled revenue for the UFC. Oh, he's made the UFC way bigger than it was supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. So he's the biggest I, star the UFC's ever had. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I really, I think even bigger than Anderson Silva, honestly, because he because well, 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 well John Jones, John Jones. Is John Jones a bigger star than McGregor? I don't think so. No. Who's John Jones? John Jones, the greatest, <laughs> the, gr- the greatest heavyweight we've ever seen. Yeah, um, not a fan of John Jones. When's he fighting? There's rumors of him fighting. Stipe. When when can he get clean? When can he stop getting arrested? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Slamming his head on cop cars. Exactly. <laughs> but I think he's been clean. Has he been cleaning? He's up? been training, and he's been getting ready. And I've heard rumors of him fighting Stipe Mio. Okay. And maybe November or December. I think we should just give a pair of shorts to DC and let him go at it again. You know, DC is <laughs> going to have to lose a couple pounds. A little bit. He's kind of a little bit of, he's kind of fat. Yeah. I even mean, though he didn't really look in the best shape when he fought Jones. But no, but man, he was a good wrestler. Yeah, he, he was a good was, wrestler. man. He was. But, yeah. And John Jones, it's just so hard. Like he's, he's the greatest the UFC's ever seen. Yeah. But he just can't stay out of trouble. No, he can't. He can't, can't keep his nose clean ever. And he then, doesn't. He doesn't seem like the person to get in trouble when you when you hear him talk, or when you just like the way he kind of carries himself. He doesn't seem like he seems like he a seems very. Guy, he seems you know? very educated. Too. Exactly. He's he's a normal guy, and but then once you hear all these allegations about him, like what abusing his wife and taking these drugs, and and in looking at the police footage of him slamming yeah, his head yeah. against. Like that was hard to watch, honestly. It's I, just I, like I, I can't, I can't lie. Where's this coming from? Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's just on, he's just going reckless. Exactly. Because he hasn't fought. In, it's been a long time. Man, five years, six years. It's been a really long time. And they're gonna give him a title fight, possibly. Yeah. I want to see him fight Nuganu, but I don't know how realistic that fight is. Uh, I mean, if he comes back and he proves himself, I, maybe, but. I don't know. I, I, I just know I want this Patty and McGregor fight to go down because this would be a great fight. If if Patty wins this, his career will be elevated so much. And if Connor loses this, call it quits. No, no coming back. Call it quits. Call it quits. And and you know, I think of um I, I think, think I kinda of have a hot take. McGregor hot take. should he shouldn't come back. Connor? I don't think he's hungry enough. I don't think he wants it. He's got money. He's got everything he needs. He doesn't need to fight anymore. He really doesn't. He doesn't need to go in the octagon and 
risk everything. He doesn't need to do that. He, no. He really does. I mean, he drives a Lamborghini boat for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, he does not need to fight. He does have but other it revenue seems coming like in, too. He wants to because it's a part of his life that like he is having a hard time getting away from. Yeah. And that's why I think he wants to fight, but I don't think he, he's definitely not as hungry as he was in early days. No, no. It, it, it's and like, I think that's the problem because when fighters aren't hungry, it's not the same. Yeah, and, and it's it's like that quote. It's it's hard to train when you sleep in silk sheets. You know, when 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 life's rough, when you're really struggling, that's the easiest to train. But once you made it big, once you make millions, once you finally are so elevated to where you're good for life, it's hard to go back out and train like you were. It's it's a true quote, and um, I, I think I think it could be the same case. And if he does come back, I, I see it as the um, I don't remember the match, but it was one of Tyson's fights where he he was a young guy, 18, 19 years old, and he fought this opponent. I forget his name, but his opponent was you know he's been he's been through the ropes. He's he's been a champ. He's been a great fighter, and he was kind of like kind of coming down in his career. And, you know, somehow, some way, Tyson knocks him out. And that was the last we heard from him. He, he fought a couple more times. But, you know, he just he went back to his old life. Um, I think he was um, a part of a gang. And he was, you know, just kind of going back to his old life. And I think we're not going to see Conor go back to his old life. But I think we're going to see the end of the McGregor era. And it's going to be, if it does happen, it's going to be a great fight. I hope to see it. I think he's going to fight again. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I think he... You think he shouldn't? I think he... I don't think he should. I could understand that, too. And especially from a legacy perspective, I could see that. I could definitely see that. He he really had, like, two really bad losses. Yeah. And then before that, he fought Cowboy, which I don't know. That was an easy fight. I don't even count that fight. No, that wasn't... He knocked him out. Yeah, that, so quick. That was a weird fight, though. Yeah, that, I didn't like that. I fight. didn't like that. It, there, it was a weird fight. I didn't like it. But I think with Connor, because he was fighting at welterweight that fight. Yeah. So that was weird. It was a weird. It was fight. Weird seeing him that big. Yeah. I just I think with him, I, I think you're right. I think in a, as a on a leg, legacy perspective, because when the third fight with Poirier, it, it technically wasn't his fault that he broke his leg and it ended that way. That could that could be besides if you don't get a win, that's the best way to go out. You know, it's yeah. like you came off, you caught of an injury, you just didn't make it back. Whereas losing to a young buck who doesn't have as much experience as you, and you know might possibly never reach the level of success and fame that you reached, that's a hard blow. So, I think I I, I agree with your take on that. I do think that it it is it's wiser. a tough it's a tough take, but I don't it is a tough. I, take. It's, it and just I, makes sense. And I hope not to see it because I love watching Connor. Yeah, I love Connor. He's, he's so entertaining. He's and he's he's really one of the big reasons I've really started watching it more and more. You know, and I remember watching it with my 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 the guy that my mom was married with, and I remember watching it then. I was a kid, but Connor was the reason I kind of got back into watching it. You know, so I really hope to see him again. But from a, from a perspective like that, it makes sense not to. Yeah, I mean. I, it's just tough. It is. It it's, is. It, it's tough because he's, he's the biggest star the UFC's ever had. And yeah. Him being close to the end of his career, possibly. We don't know what he's going to do when he comes back. He could be awful 
or he could be crazy Conor McGregor that we remember. He's beefed up. We'll I see ho- if it's a different animal. I hope animal. he is yeah. because he's gained a lot of weight. But what weight class is he going to come back? Is he coming back at lightweight or is he coming back no. at welterweight? I think if he come back at welterweight. Because Patty's a lightweight, so he won't fight Patty if he's not coming back at lightweight. That's a good point. I, th- I think I don't see Conor losing that muscle that he gained. I, I think really he's going to come back at welterweight. I, th- I think so, too. I think so, too. If he has to drop a little he bit. He wants to fight Usman so badly. Yeah. You have to prove I, and a I lot. Think, I think he might get that fight. I don't think coming out the gate he will. I think there's a very high possibility he could. And I really don't want to see it because he's going to get embarrassed. But it does for Dana. It does for Dana. It does for the company. That's all he cares about. It's true. It's true. It is a he possibility. He doesn't care if that makes sense for Connor or Usman. That's what makes Dana great, though. If he, made, he, he, he can sell fights. If he puts to get. If he puts, tell me if if he puts that fight together, you're definitely watching. That. Absolutely, <laughs> I am. Kamaru Usman Absolutely, versus Conor McGregor. I, I mean, yeah. Come on, like absolutely. But if McGregor wins against Usman, oh my lord, that would be <laughs> that, that would be something else. That would be. I don't even know what I would honestly be speechless. I don't know where I'd be watching it, but I'd be leaving the same spot I'd be at. Like I, I just I'd leave. Yeah, I would, I would just walk away. Let's take a take a minute to breathe, to breathe and yeah. really f- think about if this is real or not. Absolutely. That's what I would be thinking about. I'd be like, it did not just happen. No. I, I I don't know. It is a lot of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. But he just had so many bad losses. Khabib, mm-hmm. Poirier twice. Mm-hmm. Big names. I don't I don't see him winning, but that'd be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I would love to see it, but we'll just see. Dana, Dana's got his ways. So, all right. We'll see. Um, so, is there anything you'd like to say before kind of close out this pod? No, I think we're good. Thank you again for having me. Uh, you know, hopefully have you have me back on. You know, I appreciate always talking about this stuff. I think it's beautiful. You know, uh, watching these guys fight. Such it's, it's beautiful in a sense you know yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah. it's a little gory a little graphic but it's beautiful so and i love talking about it so um i really appreciate you having me on and um you know i uh i just i really appreciate it i appreciate it and uh this is gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode of the take podcast i hope you guys enjoyed uh today's episode make sure to follow me on spotify and hit the notification bell so you do not miss out on any new episodes and uh, also check out my last episode um, where I talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I just go on an absolute ramble in that episode. And uh, make sure to follow my social medias on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so you do not miss out on any more episodes. But this is Jackson Burleson signing off, and I appreciate Jeremiah hopping on. Thanks for having me. It's going to go ahead and do it. You guys have a good one.